Hey, 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 welcome to Playing Life's Game Podcast with Coach Freddie. This episode is about preparing for an adventure of a lifetime. In 1996, I left San Francisco to go to Pittsburgh and then New Orleans to open up these two cities for the company that I was working with. I stayed with my brother in New Kensington, the town that I grew up in, 18 miles north of Pittsburgh on the Allegheny River. My brother's friends had houseboats on the Allegheny, and I fit right in, being that I was an avid sailor for 30 years on the San Francisco Bay. We spent lots of evenings on the river talking about boating and sharing our experiences. One of the guys suggested that I take a houseboat to New Orleans, since I was going there, and then I would have a place to live when I got there. I started thinking and remembered having a bucket list, and on it was taking a boat from my hometown to see America by water. And I said, maybe this is the right time. And that's all it took. They all started pointing out houseboats that were for sale, and after about three weeks, I was putting an offer in on a 38-foot steel hull twin-engine houseboat <laughs> built in 1964. It needed work, but I bought it. Now, preparing for the adventure began. For the next two and a half months, I began getting all the things that I needed for this big adventure down the rivers from New Ken to New Orleans. I started making a list. So what did the boat need? Both engines needed major tune-ups. The bottom, roof, deck all needed painting. Needed a depth finder, a GPS, air conditioner, radio, dock lines, fenders, barrels for extra gas, propane tanks. The anchor that came with the boat would never hold in heavy winds or waves or currents. So, two anchors medium and a heavy anchor with 250 feet of line in case of storms. I was advised not to take the Mississippi River because of all the barge traffic, very little gas and harbors, and I needed charts of all the rivers. The plan was to go down the Allegheny River, the Ohio River, and then go up the Cumberland River to the Kentucky Lake then down the Ten Tom Waterway to the Tom Bigby River and into the Gulf of Mexico near Mobile, Alabama, then west to the Intercoastal Waterway to New Orleans. Now, I estimated it would take about six weeks allowing for stops each night. <laughs> and oh yes, I needed a name for the boat. Naming the boat was just as important as preparing it for this adventure. Since I loved Cajun and Zydeco music, danced and played Zydeco music in the San Francisco Bay Area and Louisiana, I decided to name it the Zydeco Cruiser. And at the end of the trip, three of my Zydeco buddies from San Francisco Bay Area would meet me in Lafitte, Louisiana, named after the famous pirate. Jean Lafitte, the weekend before Thanksgiving, and we would take the Zydeco cruiser to the heart of the Zydeco country 
through the swamps to Lafayette, Louisiana. And I knew that we would need a guide through those swamps. So, in October of 1996, I left New Kensington with my parrot, Rainbow, a miniature McCall. Now, I was an official Pittsburgh pirate. Every pirate needs a parrot. So, every single day was an adventure. Having a 30-year-old boat, things broke, ran aground a few times. Things happened every day, some good, some not so good. <laughs> and I met some awesome and interesting people every day. One of the days that stands out for me on this trip is when I came out of Mobile, Alabama and planned on anchoring about five miles in the Gulf of Mexico next to a small island. It was sunny, calm waters, great day. There was a slight breeze coming over the island and I chose to use the medium-sized anchor. After the anchor was set, the Zydeco cruiser was pointing at the island and I began fixing dinner for me and my first mate, Rainbow. As I sat down to eat and was looking out the front window, I saw lights and I realized the wind had shifted and the boat was now pointing to the mainland. Now there was five miles of open water and wind blowing 15 knots and the waves were building and building. And then the worst thing that could happen started happening. The anchor was dragging. And if I didn't do something right away, <laughs> I would end up on Gilligan's Island's stranded forever, waiting to get rescued. So, I had to start the engines and put it in gear to help me pull up the anchor. It took me almost an hour to haul up that medium anchor. Then, I drove out about 500 yards from the island, dropped the heavy anchor, and for the next 15 hours, it blew and it blew Waves were crashing against the boat. I could hardly stand, let alone getting any sleep. It started around 7 o'clock in the evening and continued all night. Then, at 11 the next morning, the sun came out, the waters were calm, and I had to see if there was any major damage done. There was almost a foot of water in the engine compartment. All the spark cob wires and the ignition was soaking wet. But no major damage. Just the loss of sleep. It took about three hours to get everything dried out enough just to start the engine. And now I was on my way across the Gulf of Mexico to my next anchorage a few hours away. I smiled and I thought, don't know what would have happened if I didn't have that extra heavy anchor and line. I can remember one of the guys in Pittsburgh saying, with a smirk on his face, what do you need that big anchor for? <laughs> and I smiled and said, you never know when it will come in handy. 
That was an adventure of a lifetime. One of the most fun times of my life. With lots of excitement every day for 39 days. Going through 39 locks on the rivers. With only my first mate, Rainbow. Lots and lots of great memories. All I can say is that it pays to be prepared. You're never going to know what you'll need. Hey, this is Coach Freddy, playing life's game, inspiring people to do things that inspire them, and bringing out the best in people, and preparing people for an adventure of a lifetime. <laughs> and remember, if you say you can, or if you say you can't, you're right.